the worst moments of our life. Hey, girl. Hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. How bad can I be? <laughs> we feel the pain is best or funny. Welcome to worst Welcome ever. To worst ever Welcome podcast. to worst ever. Welcome to worst. Welcome to worst. Welcome to worst, to worst ever, ever podcast. Po- you bitch. <laughs> I'm, I'm your, your host, host Ala Khaled. Christine Lakin, <laughs> and she's a bitch. <laughs> Whatever, Queen. All right. Uh, Today on the podcast, well, first of all, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I've been in, I was in Palm Desert for three days helping my mentally ill cousin uh, try to get him into a mental facility. Okay. That costs $3,000 a day. Wow, that does not sound like your normal Palm Springs vacation. It was not. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he's, but he's doing great. Okay, great. Great. That's really nice of you to go down What'd there and do? help him. Um, you know, I've been buying uh, doorknobs and um, bed knobs and Enough broomsticks. Enough about you. Listen, <laughs> here's our guest today, a very special guest, my new friends. I, I met them in Atlanta. She is a New York bestseller, selling author. Mm-hmm. She's an actress, a comedian. She's very funny, and she is a... I'm happy to say a new friend, and she loves the Fireball. And another thing that we have in common, we love the Howard Stern. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fireball and Howard Stern in that order. Correct. <laughs> Her name is Sarah Colonna. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Along with her is another special guest and our first athlete on the podcast. Yes. Um, Aside from my husband, who claims to be an athlete. Correct. <laughs> I love you, sweetheart. He is a, what do you call it, a punter, a kicker? What are they? Punter. <laughs> punter? <laughs> a punter for the Seattle Seahawks, Mr. John Ryan. Woo-hoo! Super Bowl hey. champion. This yep. is really exciting, you guys. Uh, I just gave them coffee, and I'm not going to lie, I checked out his ring. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Well, yeah. you, have you seen her ring? Oh shit, girl! And we talked about it with Arden already. So, like, we've already. Oh, she, she like put it on when yeah. we were watching the yeah. Super Bowl. She put it on, and she was so excited. Now, <laughs> in honor of having John here, I literally went, was going to go buy a jock strap so I could feel athletic. No, um, that's but not they won't help let you. you try them on. No, which no. I didn't understand. I was Wait, like, you don't what? have a dance belt? No, I don't have. Oh, a dance belt. I'm shocked. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> Basically, the same thing. But. All right, so wait. Let's update first of all because. You guys met how many years ago? Just over four. Yeah, just over four. I have to defer. Sometimes I forget. And, and married. I'm better with the dates. <laughs> how long were you married? Uh, 2016. So Almost is, two years. Two years yeah. in July. What's the date? July what? Ninth. Good for you, John. Yeah. <laughs> See, here's the difference. Sarah is abroad. She's like the epitome of broad. And I mean that in the most co- complimenting way. No, I know you do. You're like, she's yeah. abroad. And I have to tell you a story. The when, just so you know, Sarah is on the the Netflix show that's coming up with um, my other friends Arden that you met on here and Alyssa Milano. Yes, and it's insatiable. It's beyond Netflix. Insatiable. Netflix yes. is Look coming soon. It. We don't know when it drops, but soon. We uh, think soon. We think yeah. soon. <laughs> Word on the street. It was supposedly August, and now maybe it's sooner. I think it might be sooner. So, I remember picking up Alyssa after a table read, and I guess a bunch of characters were missing for the table read, and you read a bunch of the roles. And I'm not kidding. In the first five minutes of picking her up, the first thing she said to me, she goes, Sarah Colonna is a star. She is an amazing actor. And I never told you this because I was waiting for you to come on Oh, my God. She was like, she did all these characters, and I mean, she goes, it was like spot on, like, 
so amazing. She was in awe of your talent, just so you know. Oh, and because so, I, I love Alyssa so much, yeah, so, so thank you. But no, so I'm, I can't wait to see this ser- series because I've only heard great things about your character and what you've done with it. So It's been super fun. I definitely got to do like more than I thought I was going to get to do, a little more emotional range than I thought I was going to get to do. So that was cool because at first I thought it was just going to be kind of a little more of a funny role. I mean, I knew that there was some little sadness coming up, but right. as the show is, got a, it's dark, so there's a little bit of everything, so... And tell, what's the character that you play? Her name is Angie Bladell. She's a alcoholic. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Struggling alcoholic, former uh, pageant girl. Oh, yeah. Who got knocked up a little too early and then en- ended up working at a fast food restaurant that I don't think I can say the name of you because cannot. it's made up. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's amazing. And really funny. Yeah. Very funny. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really it's really great. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know that. And so let's talk about your career for a minute because you have you you're probably one of the hardest working women in the business, I think, because you do everything. Well, I don't have a clothing line, so well, but you do that. have a purse. Oh, line. I do have a purse line. That's right. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, forget it. Yeah. Never mind. And we'll get into that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you like right? You, you how'd you start? Um, I started as well. I started in. I moved out here right after college, and I had studied theater, and I wanted to do acting, and I wanted to do stand up. And along with stand-up, obviously, comes writing. And I wasn't sure how to do any of that. I mean, I just moved out here from Arkansas, so I just sort of stumbled my way through. I mean, it took a really long time. This Insatiable is my first, like, series regular, other than, like, Chelsea Lately, which I worked on for a long time. And then we had a series called After Lately that was scripted. So I was a regular on that, but it was on E, so sometimes I don't feel like that counts. <laughs> well, I love that show. I, <laughs> no, it's one of my favorite shows, but to be I lo- No, I love the af- the uh, that. After yeah, after lately, lately after, was yeah, fun. It was, it was very like officey, you yeah. know, yeah. like yeah, and I loved that. I, I mean, I'm not comparing it to that, but it had that vibe, and it was fun, and I really liked doing it. It was that one show. of my favorite shows before we even met. That's which, true. Which I want to get to too, because yeah. you guys met at a. Uh, so go ahead and tell the story. You tell. I'll make John tell the story. Yeah, go ahead. John. Fill in the blanks. Uh, we were playing in the NFC Championship for just over four years ago, and Ross Matthews, who's a huge Seahawks fan, you've probably heard of him. Yeah, he big was, brother. Runner up to big brother. Got his start on Jay Carpet. Leno. Rake, yeah. yeah, did Everything. all the. And so he was on the sideline. I was like, and I had a crush on Sarah. Like I'd seen her on TV. She was kind of like my celebrity crush. So I saw him on the sideline. I'm like, oh, here's my shot. Here's my in. <laughs> so I just went up to him, told him I was a big fan of his, and asked him if he would um, put in a good word with Sarah Colonna for me. And then the next day, I tweeted the same thing. And then we kind of tweeted back and forth, kind of flirting a little bit. And it just was kind of playful, whatever. And then about a week later, slid into the DM. <laughs> you know? So you start DMing each other? So I just DM'd her my number. I said, this is awkward, I know. and But here's my number. Yeah, and I asked Ross, I was like, is this like a creepy athlete hitting on me on Twitter? Because I'm not totally against that, but I just need to know what I'm getting myself into here. And um, and then when we started talking, I was like, oh, this guy's super nice and nor- and seems very normal. So I couldn't figure out what was going to be wrong. <laughs> but still normal. Yeah, but wait, were you a Seahawks fan? No, no. I'm a huge baseball fan. I didn't even have a football team, but um I I mean I I'm a I'm a sports fan and I always have been, but I wasn't a, a Seahawks fan. So I didn't really uh understand punting. I will admit, and now I know a whole hell of a lot about it. Most football fans don't understand punting. <laughs> I don't. Well, don't no, worry. Because, well, because here's the great thing about being a punter, I think. You don't get tackled or anything, do you? Very rarely. Yeah, yeah, that's the gig. Yeah. yeah I definitely. mean, if you're going to be a football gig. player, that's the one. I mean, you, your brain is intact. Right. Definitely. It's the one that you can play for a long time. Right. Kicking and punting both. You what, know? Like, what's the usual retirement age for 
punting. And what's uh, the difference between the punter and the kicker? Is the av- I thought they were the same The person. average career for, for overall is about three, three and a half years. Oh, my God. And the average rookie is like 22, 23. So, you know, not many guys make it to 30. Uh, punters and kickers are probably like more like six or seven. This will be my 15th year coming up, so I've been, I've been pretty fortunate. Wow. And all for the Seahawks? or this will, uh, I've played 10 with the Seahawks. That's Jesus. amazing. Yeah. That's an amazing career year. with a with one franchise. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more rare these days. You guys Definitely. don't really stay other than quarterbacks. You guys don't really stay with one team for very long anymore. So, yeah, I've been I've been lucky. What happens if they want to trade you? You got to got to go with it. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I know. Yeah. That's the part that sucks is like I'm not really used to it, but it's actually interesting how similar his job is to like mine. Right. In the ways of zero certainty about your future. What if they want to recast you? What if they want to trade you? What if they right. you just don't get another job? Like it's just it's there's zero certainty. So you just sort of I think we actually had an easier time getting along because of that. Like we both understood each other a little bit better. You know, like uncertainty, yeah. travel, all that stuff. It's like yeah. oh, there's just such like a similar lifestyle in a way that. You know, something might pop up right now and I have to stay at work for four more hours and I just, you know, date nights off or whatever. She might have all of a sudden a last minute comedy weekend somewhere and it just, you know, it changes what we're doing. And that's just absolutely, the other person understands it 100% because that's how we've always had it. Whereas in the past, we've probably, I know I've dated other people that just didn't understand that. Yeah. You know? And I think you probably have too. Yeah. Or people who are, who wanted to also be successful and then right. get mad when you start having success. Right. Yeah, that's, like that. that's that's tough. always fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you, especially it's that's tough. So wait, your first date was where? I'll go in L.A. So you flew, you flew down. Wow, he knows everything. Yeah, he does know everything. Oh, yeah. Well, during this, so they it was during the Super Bowl that we started talking. The one that they won. Oh, great! That, in New York. It was the week of in New York. So oh, he wow. was like text. He was like texting me from like an Applebee's in New York or something or New Jersey. <laughs> it was a, it was a chili. Sorry, I'm trying to brag. <laughs> well, you know what I love about the chilies is the frosted mugs yes. for the beer. That's so I love good. ordering like a cheap. Light beer from Chili's because of that fucking frosted mud. Go ahead. I can I can I can relate to that. Uh, I grew up in Arkansas. I like Chase a frosted a fireball mud. shot. I love it. Chilled. <laughs> it has to be chilled though. I can't yes. have that. No, you can't have a warm beer or a warm mug. Uh, but we so we were talking that week, and then the night of the Super Bowl, I'm watching the game with all my friends, and that was when I realized I didn't understand punting at all because he only had to punt one time because they were killing the Broncos, and so because they were making touchdowns, he didn't need. To, so I looked at my friends and I was like, they don't seem to let him play very much. Do they not like him? <laughs> and my friend who really is a huge football fan, she was like, oh, sweetie, if this is going to work out, you have a lot to learn. They and- cut all his scenes. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That's exactly. That's, exciting. That's, that's the mentality. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, but, uh, but now I scream at people in the stands if they don't understand punting. So that's fine. Um, but... <laughs> And then, yeah, and then, but after they won the Super Bowl, he was texting me all night. And that's when I was like, we hadn't met in person yet, but we'd been talking a lot. And that's when I was like, oh, this feels like he might be pretty serious about me. Because if there's one moment that a guy can probably just run around New York with his dick out, it's probably right after he wins the Super Bowl, right? (laughs) Right. And instead, he was just like telling me what he was doing, taking photos, showing me like, just like sharing it with me. Where are you? I was was just drunk at a party in L.A. Oh, you were in L.A.? (laughs) Yeah, I was here, so... Oh, that's so funny. But because uh, I, I thought part of the story was Ross. Was there a bet if the Seahawks win? 
No, I think he just told. I think Ross told you like focus on the game or go win or something, and then I'll, oh, and yeah. then I'll tweet oh, yeah, her for you. Something fan. like yeah. Speaking of Ross, because I just want to briefly talk about it because it's yeah. been. I've been waiting for you to get here, so because it's weighing on all our minds. Everyone knows yeah. that I'm a Big Brother fan. Christine's uh, a Big Brother fan. You're a huge Big Brother fan. Yeah. I'm trying. You know, I'm trying to get on. He's been trying for a couple of years. Really? I, I made a video of him a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get on. Like, I, I think I'd win the whole fucking thing. Um, wait, why can't you get, you sh- you can get on. I'm working on it. Is Alyssa going to, have her do a video for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Can you imagine? No, she won't want me to leave for two months. I know, yeah, she'll be like, fuck no. that. She'll do a terrible video. <laughs> yeah. Or she'll be like, oh yeah, I sent it, I sent yeah, yeah, it, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I was obsessed with the first American Celebrity Big Brother, because I watched the UK one as well on YouTube. Do you watch that one? I mean, you were a real fan. Yeah. Oh, no, he goes in. He's real deep. You're, real, you're yeah. in real deep. Oh, okay. If you can watch the UK, there's several seasons of Celebrity Big Brother, and it's mixed of American celebrities and British celebrities. Oh, I might need to watch that. You, it's like nothing you've seen before. It takes this and it's like ten. It's ten times. There's. Crazy. It's just celebrity. It's not regular. Big they brother. have a regular UK Big Brother. Do you also watch that? I don't because I, I'm not invested because it's a lot of accents. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you like with Cana- There was a Canadian one, right? Yeah, I haven't seen it. I, haven't I could probably do. Cana- I could probably do the Canada. There's the, a Canadian one. Yeah, I could do that. But the UK uh, because it's celebrity and it's a mix of celebrities from UK to. American, so yeah. you know it's worth watching. Okay. Anyways, I've watched every season of Big Brother. I've now watched the new celebrity Big Brother. We all know the outcome, obviously. Marissa, you're, Jarrett Winokur, yeah, wins. Thank Front, you. I've never figured out how to say her name. I, I always I mess can it never up. Say her last name. Either. I just call her uh, Marissa. I, that's right. I've been calling Arden Mir, um, Mirin. It's, of, it's Marin, right? It's Marine. Oh well, see there see? you go. And I've known her for like <laughs> ten see, years. That was, <laughs> that was deceiving. Yeah, yeah. I always so, mess it up too. Yeah. So um, I thought for sure Ross was a shoot, like he was going to win this whole yeah. thing. And when she took him at the end, and I thought, okay, there's no way that they could not not vote for him to win. And then she won. They did the like bitter jury thing, right? I yeah. mean, that's what you taught me about bitter juries because the first season that he that we watched together, I forget what it was because I didn't watch it before, and John got me on it. And yeah, then... she's like, "This is so stupid. When's the next episode on?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, addicted. No, it's addicting. Well, because at first I was like, "What is this game where they have to like, what are they do? Hanging onto a thing and totally. whipped cream and like what? Like, but I'm entertained by it all now. <laughs> no, and it's what's great. I mean, my favorite character on it was um, Meta. Meta was Meta. great. He was, didn't know I what mean, he was doing. I mean, that was some f- great casting. Because when I first saw him, I was like, what a boring... <laughs> he's going to be boring. He yeah. was great. I couldn't wait to see what he was going to say next. He was hilarious. It was the best. It was the best. You I, want, he wants to be on. That's I think, your retirement plan. Oh, yeah. You should do it. I'd love to be on. <laughs> I think I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't last long. Because I'd be... You know, I could never throw a comp. Or could, I'd be way too competitive. You know, when guys like strategically... Happens... Most of the competitions are thrown. I could never do that. See, I would I'd be pushing gets... a sixty-year-old lady off a beam, and <laughs> uh, that was another. That was another <laughs> thing yourself, about girl. That was another thing about Ross. <laughs> I was shocked with the amount, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just physically, I was shocked in the amount of competitions that he won. He was a beast. He won like everything. Yeah, see, yeah. that shows how much the mind works over the body because yeah. it's. I was like, yeah, it's true. It, uh, he won. Quite a few. Yeah. It, it kept, and when he needed to. When yeah. he needed to is the big thing. That's the key. Although I will say, and I feel like they, they, you know, they rigged the certain competitions to kind of try to make it so that everybody has somewhat of a 
equal playing field. But for some people, like for Meta, some of these things are way harder, like especially if you have to stand on one of those tiny little ledges or right. like what was the seat one where they had to be in the seats right. and it kept moving yeah, forward. Yeah, you're a like, giant. Omarosa, it's her butt. She, that's why she, she's staying on the seat. Oh my God, the asthma. Oh, the asthma. The asthma. <laughs> There were so many good moments. The asthma. Oh. And I, I mean, asthma is a real thing. <laughs> but if you have it, don't you, like, I'm not, like, she could, she knew she had it, right, going to the house. Right. And they have to do physicals before they can yeah. go. It's not like you just throw them in. So she bring your things yeah, your, yeah. that you need, your inhalers, yeah. right? And you go press the diary button, do your inhaler, and yeah. then call a day. Uh, someone's going to email or just oh. tweet me something mean about, you don't understand asthma. Uh, <laughs> trust me, it's fine. I get so much hate mail; it's ridiculous. That's why it's called worst ever, um, and I love it. No, but she was playing it up for the show, which is my point. Is like a couple minutes. You know, there was a couple times where she was like the, <laughs> the cough, and you're like, okay, killing. come on. But the best was when they would all wear sunglasses because they, you know, the whole makeup thing. I was cracking. I, I just—it's so different watching celebrities, and that's when I knew I was like, this is a real show. They always had the gold things yeah. underneath yeah. their eyes. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Totally. I, I was impressed with Brandy. Like, I hated Brandy going mm-hmm. in because I never liked her on Real Housewives because I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, and I liked her on Big Brother. I did too, actually. I, I thought she like, was great. Yeah. I thought she, she was, was perfect for the show, too. Uh, when she said, Amorosa's my bitch, I was like, <laughs> that's right. Here we go. You know, I'm like, and then, I mean, I felt bad for Shannon because she. Yeah, but she was one of the people at the end that didn't vote for Ross out of being pissed that he was as far as he was. And she's a huge Big Brother fan. Right. So she was one of the ones that I was kind of like, oh, that sucks. Like, you're not doing you're not playing. You're not doing the right thing. Like you're the right. best competitor. Yeah, you beat me. I'm, like, you know, if you're a big fan of it, you'd be like, you beat me fair. Like, you outplayed right. me. Right. So I want you to win. Right. Yeah, yeah it was. It was a good season. I'm looking, but I'm happy for Marissa because I did really like her and I enjoyed I thought she was really funny. And, and I follow her on Instagram now and she really makes me laugh. And it made her children's life. Oh, her child yeah. is basically, I mean, That was so the happy. best moment. Yeah. That was insane. <laughs> well, there was a moment we were watching. That I know. Oh, when her son came up. Yeah. Well, there was a moment we were watching at the end and I could tell Ross's face like was starting to to panic like not about not winning but like oh do people was i the villain he even said that once like that's why i I could tell that he was starting to think like oh do people not like me because the way these people are voting right and and you don't know how you were portrayed on the show right Right. like you don't know for sure but he you can't be portrayed poorly if you're just if you're ross Ross. matthews yeah Yeah, like you're sticking to your so many one-liners that came out of that, oh I mean, he had the best one-liners. Yeah, I, mean, I was, was so his funny. diary room moments were <laughs> amazing. It was the best. Yeah. But that's why when he got America's Favorite House Guest, I was like, oh, okay. And then I waited a little bit because I knew they would. Everyone's getting a million messages. They haven't been on social media or anything right. forever. But I waited like two days, and I was like, just so you know, <laughs> everyone loved you. So yeah, you that's why def- he was America's choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that yeah. made me happy when yeah. he, he got. So that you would stuff. do it, John. I would 100% do it. But I like the celebrity one better now because it looks like they got a lot more alcohol. Yeah, I love yeah. a bar and They setup. were like almost no, un- I love the bar alcohol, whereas but, on the other one... I don't by, think they By the way, this alcohol. guy, I, literally, we're, we're in Atlanta. We're going to these random um, drag queen bars, and it was so much fun. We had a blast. But it was a lot, it was a lot of chaos, you know? So much chaos. So that, much chaos. That night was I mean, a lot of chaos. I, I, I was really chaotic after <laughs> the... And I just look at him. I go, fireball? He goes... Fuck yeah. <laughs> and he goes, we should hang out in L.A. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're bonded. I was like, 
That's amazing. <laughs> okay, hold on. So, as a comic, right? You you started like on the circuit, like just doing- yeah. I mean, I just here I just started doing like open mics and shit like that, which is miserable. When did you know that you were a good comedian and uh, a writer? It took a long time. I mean, I I the first time I ever did it, it went well, but I mean, it was like a you know. It, you invited it's, all your friends? I'd, yes, of course. Of course. You, yeah, okay, it's like those so. bringer shows where you have to like yeah. bring people and then yeah. you can get on stage because nobody knows who you are. So that's the only way to get to perform. So it took a while and then there were moments where it was like, and then I wouldn't do well and then I would. And then I'm like, well, how come one thing works the same, you know, doesn't work the same every time? Or Like you have to really work through that because it's a lot. And it takes a really long time to build a decent amount of t- material. Like, I do an hour now and I'll do five shows a weekend and I try to mix it up because I can't just be like word for word all, you know, hour after hour. I blow my brains out like I just get so sick of myself. But you can't have a new hour all the time. (laughs) You know, like once a year, I try to make sure I have like 75 percent new material so that when I start going back to clubs, maybe they'll hear the same closer or something like that. But that's cool because people I've learned people like that. So I've learned to work through that but it it just takes a long time to get to where it's like oh you know no matter what it's going to be a good show because you can work with whatever's thrown at you you know like before I'd be like oh I guess I'm terrible because last night went terrible and then I'd have a show the next night and it would be great and I'd be like oh so I guess I'm wonderful like what you know it makes that's the thing about comedy right because yeah I, I I'm terrified to do, I would be terrified to do stand up only for the failure aspect of it, which is probably the best part of it in the sense of like growing. It's the best part in growing. It's definitely the worst part, like f- emotionally, because right. like the first time I ever really, really tanked was like in a big showcase for Montreal Comedy Festival. And this was like early 2000s when the fe- festival was like a big deal. And I had like 10 minutes of material. I guess it was like 2000 probably. I had like 10 minutes of material and I was supposed to do 15 and no one told me that. And I went on stage right before Drew Carey at the <gasps> oh, improv. Geez. And it's just me. It's his entire crowd. He had this like big thing where he did like whose line is it anyway at the improv on right. Wednesday nights. And they're like, oh, but first here comes Sarah Colonna. And people are like, who? <laughs> you know, and then I do my like the 10 minutes that I'd been doing that was going well in other places. Just ate shit at the improv. Everyone was just like. This is not for me. I finished my set. Apparently, I still had five minutes left. Didn't realize it. Walked off stage without waiting for the MC to come up. Just left the stage because I was like flustered and I didn't have any more material. And I didn't know why they hadn't given me. So I just like, I was like, good night. And the poor MC, whoever it was, like came running in from the bar. And then I went in the bathroom and cried. I didn't leave until um, this, like the improv is empty. Oh, God. Fun story, right? Talk about worst pod. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but then what do you do? Like, do you? Well, I, t- I mean, I took it. It was. It took me a couple days, obviously, like to get over. And then my agent was like, "Look, you. Were, this was. We just. We. It was their fault. They put me in a situation I wasn't ready for. I'd have been doing stand up for like. Isn't it like the comics to blame someone else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it <was> yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I guess if they think I can do this, I can do this. They've seen what I'm going to do. They know right. the material. They've been. This is. They've been helping me with it. Like, and then. It you know so no of course I mean I should have but I didn't have enough stage experience to know how to handle that now if something's not going well I I read the crowd I move on to the next thing it's everything's it's good because I'm you know because I know what I'm doing now and I'm also doing it like in front of people who are coming usually to see me because 
I'm headlining that show. Do you try out your jokes on John? Not really, but sometimes I guess I've run like premises by you, right? Yeah. Or I'll be like, what do you think of this idea? Yeah, but I won't like, I feel, I can't be like, hey, it's hard to try it. You can't like, I don't know, it's hard to do a joke. Uh, I think it'd be funny if you just stood up by the fireplace and I would give one person <laughs> audience. And you just... Do you joke about personal stuff with, that happens with John yes, being married does. to a football player? <laughs> a lot. And does, how's that with you? Does it Totally fine. Do the other guys on the football team, do, what's their, like, what's their take on Sarah? Oh, they love her. They do. They love her. Yeah. So all, the, all like all my all my buddies love her. All the guys on the football team love her. It's like we we have boys trip. It's like boys trip plus Sarah. <laughs> See, you're like yeah. the ultimate broad. Yeah, we just, went to spring, we just went to spring training for like my fantasy baseball league, and it was like the guys and Sarah. Jesus. Yeah, I was wondering if it was if they were like the first time I ever talked. I think maybe about. Um, Oh, when I was talking about what was I talking about about punting? I forgot. I was talking about you specifically, obviously, but it was like in Seattle at a show, and like one of his bosses was there, right? Peter McLaughlin yeah, was there, yeah. and um, the president and of the team, president of the team was there, <laughs> and I was just like, ah, and his kicker at the time, Stephen Hauschka, who they were they were really good friends. He came too, and then I was like, oh, is this going to be? Should Fuck. I change this Like, is this material? bad? Yeah, but I think you know, it's like anything else. People like to laugh at themselves, so. They love it even more when you make fun of me. Right, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's you part of the whole thing. So yeah. wait, so because you said kicker and punter, and I'm confused. Why do they have a, a different person doing kicking and the... just two different skills? What's I, I can the I compare it to a golf swing kit to a, a baseball swing, whereas you know just because you hit <laughs> a baseball doesn't mean you can hit, drive a ball 300 yards. You know, it's just two different. And to be at like the elite level, you have to concentrate on just one. Drafted out of college. I uh, drafted out of college to play in the professionally in Canada. So I played two years in Canada before going to the U.S. Oh, you're a Canuck. I'm Canadian, yeah. See? Oh. That's why he's so nice. I, that makes <laughs> that a lot of sense. So I mean, nice. it's very true. The it's Canadians true. are the nicest people. They're the nicest people. people. Yeah. I've never and met Midwesterners. Them. I have to say, I, I know a lot of really nice eh, people. Eh, I'm not going to agree with you on that <laughs> one. No, no. It's because her husband's a Midwesterner, so she's trying to fight No, I rights. said that, but I've always said that. No, Midwest and the South. I mean, definitely people are more polite in those areas, yeah. usually. Um, but Canadians are, like, to another level. Oh, I agreed. mean, Yeah. They're the nicest people. You like, hi, tell. sorry. Hi, yeah, sorry. everything's hi, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Where are we? Yeah. No, I, I love Canadians. We're trained to say sorry a lot. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? So then, um, are you... You were on Chelsea Handler, yeah, on yep. air and writing for her. Yeah, I started just on air. I was like, I was like, I was still bartending actually at that time. Even when I started just on air with her, I was doing like this hidden camera show called Scare Tactics that I worked on. Oh, I remember forever. that show. Oh my god, Scare it was so Tactics? much fun. Yeah. yeah, it was so much fun. I was like a regular on that, but a regular on that doesn't get you to quit your bartending job. Um, so I was like, you know, still working, doing the road. I was getting like better gigs stand-up wise and stuff, but like always terrified to quit my quote-unquote night job, I guess. Um, just because, especially with bartending. And he was like, if I got a gig and wasn't there for three weeks, he didn't care as long as my shifts were good. Like, it was cool. But yeah, I start. so I started on air at Chelsea lately doing just commentary. and then like the panel? The panel, yeah. And then um, after a year of that, I was becoming really regular on it, and then my so I was getting like a lot better stand up gigs too because that was a sure. you know it's a show with comedians right. like yeah. so people would like learn I mean it was great for comedians it was like people learned who you were I mean the re- first time I sold out an entire tour from my first book tour was be I, de- definitely because of the exposure on that show and then after a year being on the air they asked me to start writing so I wrote on it then for 
six five years That's so you would up. write what oh, the openings or the yeah well it's amazing the writer's room was like we were actually wrote, like we wrote the opening we wrote there's a lot of sketches as the show went on mm-hmm. it became more of like sketches here and there um usually you know topical related of like right. entertainment business or whatever and then um uh and then for her too like we would write jokes for the topics we had to find the topics that sh- and pitch them and then we would write jokes for her for those topics and i'd say it was like 50 50 sometimes she'd use them and sometimes she'd just go completely off on her own so it was like cool good relationship nice to work with yeah 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 Yeah. because you get mixed reviews you you hear different stories like i was listening to howard stern you're a howard stern fan yeah i don't know if we could talk about this or not but i want to bring it up right yeah um you know there was that whole like controversy between her and jen rivers and I think it was resolved in the end. Yeah. I forget what that one was. Uh, it was something about how Joan was upset that she wouldn't give her the respect that she thought she just, or she, it was a whole like. Yeah. I actually kind of, why don't I can't remember why I can't I don't remember, remember the exact that. scenario. I was yeah. wondering if you remember. I think it did get resolved. But yeah, I think because Chelsea too, like sometimes her, uh, her, her like first response to someone is to insult them think like but she's joking right but i mean joan rivers can appreciate that of all if anyone yeah, right right she could uh but i think sometimes in certain situations it's like wait you know it can throw you off so maybe it was something yeah it was that. weird it was a weird i was i was like it, it made me look at chelsea a different way for a little moment yeah. until it was resolved because i love joan rivers if that makes any sense i was like loyal to the joan well do you remember the thing with heather mcdonald when they were like yeah yeah that because that was a thing that was that was blown out of proportion to i me heard a lot. that yeah yeah, because it was like this girl, Heather McDonald, who worked on the show, had in a podcast said that she was terrified for every day for her job. And then and then the people that did that podcast grabbed that headline without, right. you know, and sent it to like TMZ. Right. And they got a lot of listeners and then it became a thing. And I actually listened to what she said and she was just talking about as a when you're working in this business, you're right. always afraid for your job. Like, right. are you going to, are you and, still working? Are yeah. you, you know, I think especially as a, as a comedian, as a, on know, a show a writer, that, you know, you don't it's know where topical. The, it's up and down. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's actually what she's, who she wasn't talking about Chelsea specifically. So right. it was kind of like blown out. And then I, they ended up talking and Chelsea was like, sorry, I actually heard what you said. And I'm like, now I get it. Like, you know, like yeah. it was fine. Yeah. Cause she didn't, She's, she's, but it was, you know, it's, she's definitely moody. Uh, well, who is it? <laughs> yeah. I He's mean, what, the moodiest queen I know. Well, once, once she, um, once she was the whole E thing that she said on Howard. Yeah. That was a, it was bizarre. That was, I was like, rut row. I was, yeah. you know, I was listening. And I, <laughs> I was, was like, oh, uh, 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 she basically ended on Howard, right? Yeah. Yeah. The comment she made. I will say by then, luckily I was, I, I, so the last year of that show, I wasn't writing on it anymore. I was just doing panel because it was like, you kind of had to make a decision and I had sold my book to be a show. It didn't get made, but it, I don't know. I sold it anyway. We wrote a script and they didn't like it, <laughs> but and that happens. Um, but we sold it uh, twice actually to NBC for like development. So the more I was getting work, the more you, it was kind of like uh, you either you got to stay or you got to go for this. Not from them, but just in general, it was like kind of known that you. I don't know. You can't really. You couldn't pursue things because you were there, right? But then you were getting exposure because you were there. So it was sort of like you don't want to seem sword. ungrateful. Yeah. So. Um, it kind of became while well, I was like during the last year, I was like, I feel like this show might not be on much longer and I don't want to be in a unemployed position like, hey, fresh off a show that just got, you know. Right. So but luckily they were like, you can stay on as the panel. 
Oh, so that's cool. So I was still on it. Nobody even knew I didn't write on it anymore, except for like any psychos that may have like paid attention to the credits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was like, I I was just stayed on it for a year. So when it ended, when I was listening, I was like, oh. Uh, I'm so glad that I'm not in that writer's room right now because this is going to be an awkward morning. Oh, that Howard Stern moment. Was what did like, she say? She literally ripped E apart. She just ripped E apart. She, I mean, ripped them apart. And they're still doing her show. It's not off the air. Right. It's like still happening. Yeah. They're still in production. And she rips E a new asshole. Yeah. And that's. It was it was done like a month but later. But then it ended up better. She got that Netflix deal. And yeah. Have you seen the Netflix show? Uh, I've seen it. Yeah, it was good. It was just a hard space, I think, for a talk yeah. show. Yeah, they don't think they'd figure out. But she, I mean, she was great, obviously, but I just a very think they, different format. Right. Yeah, they hadn't figured it quite out yet. But then, um, but then she either quit or it got canceled already. I mean, not already. It, w- it went on two years. But I think they just either they didn't figure it out or she didn't want to do it anymore. One of the two. I'm not sure. Did you ever meet Fifty Cent? I did. I had Thanksgiving dinner with Fifty Cent. <laughs> wow. <laughs> did you join? This was before me. It Ugh. was before you. I know. I'm sorry. The best thing about it, I was so excited when she started dating him because I was like headlining. She was headlining and she would take one of us with her when she would tour. So it was cool because even though we were headliners, it was like she, we could open for her and she'd want us to do like 45 minutes, like a regular, nice. like a full set because that would then she could be up there for an hour and everyone would get like a two hour show. So it was like we had. And we, I mean, I got to do like Radio City with her. Wow. Was, oh, yeah. wow. So she brought you to really cool places. And um, I was doing a show with her in Nashville and he was coming and my parents were coming. And <laughs> my parents. Arkansas. My, oh, my parents came from Arkansas. They drove a trailer <laughs> because they wanted to camp. They went and made it into an entire camping trip. They drove a trailer. My mom called me at one point and was like outside the hotel. And she's like, there's nowhere to park the trailer. And I was like, no, what the fuck is happening? I was like, that's because it's a hotel. And people here don't need trailers because they stay in rooms. I love my parents. They're so supportive. But they were, yeah, but they made it into this whole trip. So then I had like, it was just the basic. It was like the the difference of 50 Cent being at this. Sh- and I was like, oh, my God, he's going to meet my parents. It's going to be amazing. And I just, and he was the sweetest man. He like walked right up to my stepdad, shook his hand. He was like, you must be so proud of your daughter. How cool is this? Because we were at, um, uh, I want to call it Barnhill Arena, but that's in Arkansas. Why can't I think of the name of the huge? You're in Nashville. In Nashville, the place. The big big place. No. Dollywood? No. (laughs) No, it's a big stadium. Or like, not a stadium, but they play sports there too and do songs. The music. uh, Bridgestone Arena. All right. Look at you. I said they do sports. We got there. Yeah, we got there. Thank you. He speaks to me. So it was really cool. And then we went out with him that night, and my sister was so excited because she came too. We went out with him everywhere and then yeah he was like he was i i used to say he was my favorite stepdad because she went through a few (laughs) boyfriends and they all became like around you know they'd be around so they would be like your stepdad and then (laughs) he was in town for thanksgiving and she had other plans but her brother was going to thanksgiving dinner with him and so was oh i forget another friend and chelsea was like hey would you mind going to dinner with curtis and uh, to Thanksgiving dinner with Curtis because I can't be there. Whatever. She was just like, I think. What? And I was like, would I mind? <laughs> like, yeah, I want to go. So we went to a restaurant and people were just staring at like, who are these three white nerds with 
50 Cent at what? Thanksgiving dinner on Sunset Boulevard. What do you talk about? Oh, my God. I don't even remember. I was probably just smiling and, and eating turkey. We just talked about everything. He's super normal, honestly, to yeah, talk to. Like, I, we had the best time. But like the, the, the people trying to figure out who we were <laughs> yeah. with him and why was my favorite. Yeah, Did Chelsea <laughs> ever call him 50 Cent? Yeah, what do you, you call him? Curtis. She called him Curtis, but she would call him Fifty on stage. Oh, okay. Because she had this j- joke about—I forget. She had this joke one. It actually really made me laugh. She had a joke about something. I was after they broke up, but she was like, "Who would date somebody with a number in their name?" And then she was like, "Oh wait." <laughs> <laughs> no, she's funny. I, I I respect her a lot, and I, I think she sort of changed that late night format Definitely. for the better. Yeah. You know? And she's carved her way into the you know that arena. I think yeah, she, I think she's fantastic. Oh, she brought us a lot. She did a lot for comedians too, for sure. Like and guys. women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, it was the only show that had three comedians on it a night, so you had constant exposure. Clubs were like loved it because you she'd let you plug a date literally totally. on air. You could just be like, I'm at the so and so funny bone this weekend, and they. So you know, great. clubs are like, okay, well, that was a free advertisement yeah. that we don't have yeah. to pay for on TV. Yeah, yeah. Worst. Job ever? Oh, I used to. Um, oh, you have to tell yours too. Oh, he will. He has, okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I was talking too much. I had this coffee is very strong. Um, <laughs> I had to call hotels and pretend that I was going to stay there, and then do a checklist on whether or not the person on the phone, the reservation agent, like asked me the right questions. Well, you're a secret shopper. I was a secret shopper on the phone to like really nice hotels in my shitty one bedroom apartment in Hollywood with zero air conditioning oh. in the summer and I couldn't turn on the fan because I had to record the calls and so there couldn't be any noise in the background. And um I would just I'd like call the four seasons in like Lanai and make a reservation and thinking I'll I'll never be able to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but I'll get twenty dollars for this call. Like, it's it was, like twenty dollars a call? It was something like that. It was actually pretty good money. For, I think I would do that. Yeah, it's a terrible job. Is so, I feel I don't even know if they do it anymore. I mean, I literally had to have like a, a voice, like I had to have a tape recorder plugged well, into my phone. Was this probably pre-online like booking? <laughs> this and, was in 1927. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't ask your age, but I'm assuming it's around. Um, yeah, I mean, because why wouldn't you just do it online? I don't know. It was, I guess, because they want. It was like a customer service thing where they wanted to right. know what the person was offering. I mean, because people do still call and make phone reservations, so it probably still exists I, somewhere. Listen, when I call any airlines or anything, if it's someone out of the country, I just hang up until I get <laughs> until I get someone from like Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They, I, You're such an asshole. Well, let me tell you why, Christine. Because I always like try to finagle like free change fees and all that kind of stuff, and so I go for the southern. Um, call because I can talk country if I need to. Right? <laughs> I, I can be that with that person. Okay. So, like, say I want to change my ticket or whatever, or or like, there was one time where I was going to New Orleans, um, and my friend was having a baby, and so my f- I had to. So I was lying and saying it was my sister having a baby, and I'm stuck. I got to change my ticket, so I kept changing it because she was still in labor, my friend. So I couldn't Aww. leave. <laughs> And so I kept changing it and changing it. And they're like, it's going to cost you this, this, this. And I was like, okay. And then I would just hang up and try someone else until I got the right person. When the I nice got, Southern person the who's nice like, Southern okay, person. that's, you need to be there oh, you for gotta, your friend. Exactly. Yeah. And they go, let me see what I can do. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> and then, you don't understand. And my sister, it's her first baby. Uh, listen, because yeah. they always go, 
hey, how are you? Um, this is blah, blah, blah. How are you? Who am I speaking with? I'm like, this is Lack Highland. And she was like, hi, how, how, how's your day? And I was like, oh, girl. <laughs> if you only knew what I've been going through today. That's why I'm on the phone with you. And I would just like go for it. And then it works. It's just a little trick. I might I have, have to have you do that for yeah, me yeah. sometime. What was your worst job, John? Uh, well, I had a lot of really bad jobs in college because in Canada, I played college football in Canada where we didn't really have like big scholarships. We had to pay for half our own tuition and everything. So I always had like a terrible job. Yeah, but you get free medical, dude. Oh, we get free medical. <laughs> medical. <laughs> um, so one summer, uh, my job was to work at a water park and I was a janitor there. In Ooh. Canada? Yeah. It was, we have warm summers for seven <laughs> weeks. <laughs> and so my job was uh, the janitor. And every morning, the day after 300 kids ran through the building all day, I had to go and clean 20 bathroom stalls. Every day? Every morning. That's how I started every morning. It was in college. Uh, so I was hungover. And, it, and a water, and water park. parks are the wor- – they're like the nastiest they're bathrooms gross. I'm sure the Canadian ones are nicer because <laughs> yeah. everyone's nicer. No, this place is pretty probably. bad. No, they just apologize bad. to you when you slip on some child's shit. That's yeah. not, they're not nicer. They're just <laughs> – That was probably yeah. my worst. Did you ever get like E. coli or anything like <laughs> no. that? No. Nothing? No. Um, worst video. date ever? Have you dated any other celebrities? No, I haven't. Any other – Oh, I uh, – here's my worst date ever. I was going <laughs> on a first date in uh, – Fe- I spent the off-seasons in Phoenix – I went on a first day, and this girl wanted to go to the comedy club. Ironic, right? Mm-hmm. I've never been to comedy club. Anyways, went out for dinner, and then went to this comedy club, and we were just drinking. And the way the stage was set up, I just kind of had my back to her, and she was behind me. And so we were kind of both looking at the stage, and all of a sudden, I just hear, like, bang. And I turn around, and it was her head <gasps> hit the table. Apparently, she was so drunk, she had just, like, passed out on the table. I'd, like, carry her out. This is the first date. Oh, oh my no. god! It was the last date too. It was the first and last date. With the, Did you the, get lucky? No. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Just checking. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? Um, I think it was when this guy picked me up. His it was like three levels. His car was super, super, super dirty. Like. Like, it almost looked like he'd actually purposely just put trash all over just so I'd have to step. Like, it was just a little excessive where he could have just maybe taken out some wrappers or something, you know, like, not not people wrappers, but like the (laughs) food wrappers. I was like, why am I stepping on all this crap? And so it was started off. I was just like, oh, this guy's not. And then we went to we were going to a Dodgers game and it was July. So it was not cool outside at all. It was very hot. So he. First of all, he, I offered him $5 to pay for half of the parking, and he took it. He did? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, man, I mean, like, just pay for the parking. This is the first date, whatever. And then we went in. It was steaming hot. He goes, oh, do you want uh, – he goes, oh, I'm going to go get a beer. And I was like, awesome. So he goes to get a beer. He comes back with a beer <laughs> <laughs> for himself. Shut up. And it's like, oh – and like literally he's drinking. He's like, oh, so, so refreshing right now. And I was like, is it? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm fucking dying. Like, even if I'm just going to get the next round, at least like right. offer to get a beer also for me. Right. And then on the way home, this was a real kicker. On the way home, we stopped at Amoeba Records, which uh-huh. was oh like, God, a, yeah, yeah. like where you can buy and sell mm-hmm. CDs. And I was like, oh, he wants to go into this like CD store and see maybe what my music is. I don't know. It's kind of cool. We, but when we get out, he opens up his trunk, gets out a whole thing of CDs. He's going in to sell <laughs> CDs. No. And I was like, take me home. Just oh, take me home. Oh, God. Like, at a bar, <laughs> like I met him at the, like there needs a, to be classes for more so for guys. Like clean your car before the first date. Yeah, iron your shirt. 
Or just buy two beers. Yeah. <laughs> don't the, take somebody out if pay you can't. Pay for the fucking parking. Yeah. Or like, so. you know, yeah. Or I don't, I'm all fine. I'm fine with going Dutch. But I, if I'm going to go get a beer, I'm going to say, do you want one too? And then you can get the next round. I mean, that's usually how human beings work. work. You know, work. Yeah. But the, then when he wanted to sell CDs, I was like, just sell CDs on your own time. I don't need <laughs> yeah, to be but, here. Yeah. I don't need to go to your garage sale with no. you. That's so weird. Like, that's a lot of. That's a lot to do. There was a lot. There was a lot in one day. Yeah, a lot of failures in one day. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. You're a big baseball fan. Yeah. Are you a Dodgers fan? No, I'm an Angels fan. Okay. My dad was a sports editor for the Register, for the Orange County Register, so he always covered the Angels. So that's, like, why I grew up going to Angels games. So um, coming out here from Arkansas every summer, it was baseball season. So that's that's why it was. I mean, mean, he covered the Rams, too, when they were here, like, the first time. Mm -hmm. So I did go to a Rams, like, it's probably the only other professional football game I'd been to as a kid was the Rams when they were here for the first time. But then, um, yeah, but it was always baseball season. I can't watch baseball on TV. Like, it's, uh, I just... I could watch it all day. I can't. But I'll go to a... um, I'll go to a live game. Yeah. I love the live game. And games. it's so much fun. But if they go past the ninth inning, I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. Like, well, because they stop serving alcohol. Well, yeah. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And I also think I have a I have a scenario that I think would change baseball and make me want to watch it more is I, the players get paid entirely too much money. Entirely too much money. money. It's ridiculous the amount of money these players get. And they only play one position. What I would like them to do every inning is rotate. (laughs) So they have to play a different position. Every, and then, and and like it could be a whole thing where everyone in the crowd goes, rotate, you know, (laughs) like you can make it like cloud friendly, crowd friendly, right? But then, then I'm like going, okay, they're earning their money. You know what I mean? Like that motherfucker should be, that, that, he should be going to the, to play shortstop for a little bit and and he should go outfield. Right. You know what I mean? Someone else should be catcher. Let's see how they do there. Let's like make this game like, you know what I mean? But you have to practice at your one profession. It's, It's a fun idea, but it's a terrible idea. <laughs> I think but it's it fun. Be, I think it would be huge. I mean, the rotate part. I yeah, love that. Fun. Rotate. <laughs> you have like, a different great. celebrity yell out rotate every yeah, inning. I think it's a, ma- a special contest winner. Yeah, I think it's just. I think it would be a, a, a really good. And then I would feel like, okay, you earned your thirteen million dollar whatever. You know, <laughs> you can do it all. You can do it all. What do they call that five tool? Is that what they call somebody player. that can do everything? Five tool player. I didn't even know that. Well, what can I say? Look at I'm you a guys. sports genius. Out. When you're a kicker, I mean, our punt, you're a fucking punter. Does a kicker get more money than the punter? Uh, they used to, but now it's pretty on par. Okay. I want to make sure that you get the same. Pay equity, like, yeah, man. That's right. So I like I want a, a lot to come to a game like next season and then whenever you know when I don't know whenever someone has to kick a field goal he'll just scream rotate <laughs> and then yeah. you can come up and be yeah. like oh I guess I'm gonna like, like that D lineman like oh crap yeah <laughs> did, did you time for a rotate call did you take like a ballet class or anything no like that? I just always I started playing when I was like seven years old I just and, always but, did, like, done it that position is it's very specific mm-hmm. like. Like what made you know what I mean? Like what made how how does that happen? You want the whole story? Yeah, I was I was obsessed with football since the time I was like three or four, and I started playing like tackle football when I was seven with kids way older than me. But then it always kind of came to the thing where we'd go after school every day. My brother and all our friends would go play football like every single day, and then they'd get bored, and my brother and I'd play football together. Then he would be done with it, and then I was just left alone with footballs. 
the only thing you do when you lost the football is just kick them. And that's literally how it oh, started. Wow. And that just happened for years and years and years until I just became so obsessed with it. And it, you know, because in high school I was a running back. In college, I started at receiver for all four years. So it was always, I always just loved football, and I happened to be able to punt as well, and I loved that, you know, just to get me on the field more. And then when I went pro, that kind of took off. It's just so, it's just it's so, so fascinating. It's fascinating because I'm like going, like, that's a very specific position in the sense of like, no one goes, oh, I want to be a punter. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think that happens, right? Um, no, most guys start off as soccer players, and then when they get right. to high school, they kind of become kind of recruited by the football team or whatever and become punters or kickers. Oh. Is there like a specific, like, I mean, is there like a training for like punter? Like, is there just like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just you're kicking the ball. Yeah, no. I think I could be a punter. It looks like that no. from the outside. <laughs> it looks like that from the outside, but it's, uh, it's, it's more, I want to say physical, but you depend on your body a lot. I work out with the linebackers or the running backs, similar workouts to them because it, it really is more of a full body movement than you might think. Um, and for me, I'm I'm Sorry, six feet tall. Dog, <laughs> I'm six feet tall, but I'm the, like the shortest or second shortest punter in the yeah, NFL. Not... They're all so tall with yeah. you know, long legs and all that, so they have a bit of an advantage on me. So I've always um, kind of relied more on strength. So I've always worked out a lot to kind of keep that up. The part that fascinates me about it is like, you, and same with kicking, is that you can. Yeah, they have to train yourself to be like, I either have to kick this 65 yards or I have to kick it 40 yards or sometimes, you you know, sometimes yeah. you want to kick it shorter on purpose. And it's like to be able to have that control. I mean, I just be the kick it and see how and like hope for the best is totally. all I can th- ever think of. What was the worst punt ever? Um, I had a game in 2006 in Chicago and it was like minus 20 with the wind. The wind was blowing at 40 and I could I just barely caught the ball and just like. It went like nine yards, straight out of bounds. Oh, my God. We have to find that footage. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. don't. Can we balance that with the best punt ever? Yelled, like, do you get yelled at by the... Situations like that, no. And now, like, uh, I think now that I've been doing it for so long, and I, you know, I've been with the same special teams coach for going on nine years now, that, you know, when I screw up, I know... You know, you'd before anyone, right. you know, the, when it's going to go bad and I'm harder on myself than anyone could be. So it's very rare that they would say anything to me now at this point. When I was younger, I used to get yelled at all the time, though. But Yeah, well, that's different. But you're yeah. getting paid now, too. So, this, you know, yeah. I would expect more from you. Rotate. Do you hang out with the other wives or girlfriends? Um, I have a few of them. Is it like wags? I know because I love wags too. I oh watch God, that on it, E. We love wag? to watch wags and be like, "This is so not how it She's works." She's a wag. She's yeah. a wag. I'm a wag, but it doesn't work like that. Like the shows. First of all, I'm always like, some of them aren't even actually married to anybody. Well, no, no. Just like, are you yeah. real? Yeah, you're a girl that wants to get with a pro athlete, right? Yeah, yeah that right. one girl. I forget her name, but she's entertaining. But but and they're always on like private jets, and I mean, I'm sure some of them have have done that. I mean, but um, yeah. For the most part, like I always, I was I used to tweet them because it would, it would make me laugh. Like I was going to St. Louis uh, a couple years ago when they were when I think you guys had your opening game there or something. So I was going to St. Louis and I was like to get to St. Louis from L.A. Basically, to take a Southwest flight, and I'm like hashtag at Wags on E. I'm like, hey, I'm on my I'm on my Southwest flight. If you guys want to get the camera crew, I got a middle seat, like three peanuts. The funny thing is with players and like obviously with the wives too is the player turnover is so rapid. Like we we just 
I saw my phone. We just lost our ninth starting player in the last four days. Oh my god! So you know, it's like it's rare that a guy stays in one city for longer than three or four years. Like even some yeah. of our best players now are getting let go of, and they've been there for five or six years. Yeah, forever. like my first year, I made closer friends with like Lindsay Hauschka, the kicker's wife, because she, you know, that's who you're around most of the time, and she, we're still good friends. And then, um, and she, and then he went to Buffalo, and then last year I, there was um, Jermaine Curse's wife, and then they went to New York, and I was like, I'm, I'm running out of people that I've made friends yeah. with, and then and now, now Deshaun Shedd's wife, yeah, he just and got now, traded. At and this she, point, everyone's so young. Like we went out for dinner with uh, a guy, a new guy on the team, and his wife, and we were old enough to be their parents. Oh wow! I think they, oh, <laughs> we met them in Phoenix, and I was like, he walked in, and I was like, what? Wait, what? And he's like, Sarah, this is the people that I work with. And I'm like, he looks like he's 12. He looks so young. He was so nice, but he yeah. did. He looked like he was 12 years old. Um, do you? Because like, like with baseball, the wives and the girlfriends, they're very. The wives are very territorial, and they're like, there's like, it's almost like a little club. It's yeah. Like, were you? Did they? Well, like, did they accept you easily? Well, or? I was worried about that. I was very paranoid that they weren't going to be nice to me because I do watch wags, and I just assumed that was real life. But it's so not. No, they were. They've all been really, really, really nice to me. And um, like we all took when we. We took this trip to Minnesota, which was a playoff game where all the wives, I was telling you about this before I think we started taping, but um, uh, all the wives decided to get a suite together because it was going to be one degree in Minnesota. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to sit. I asked John if I should do it. And he was like, yes, because you're going to hate your life if you don't sit in that suite with them and like just pay for it. It's fine. And this is before they had the close the new stadium. Yes. Yes. This is outdoors for like two years in between. They were playing in their college stadium or whatever for, and it was, so it was so cool. So we got the, we got there and there was like a bus and like the last person on the bus was Sierra who was like, Oh my God, I love Sierra. In her, just in her Russell Wilson Jersey and her son's so cute. Just like the sweetest girl in the world. Like, just you know, she was so nice. She is so nice. And um, and then we all got to the stadium and we all watched from a suite. And John actually got hurt during that game because the ground was so cold. He um, bro, he ended up breaking his nose. And so, and Did I was you like, slip? Um, no, I got it was it was a mess. I ended up running at the ball and I got like head over heels and went. Basically, landing my whole body on my. It nose. was a bad snap. We can say Ooh. it was a bad snap. Broke my nose like in half. But this it was like three minutes into the game, so I was like, "This is gonna be the longest game ever." It was zero degrees, and then I was like, "It's gonna be awful." And then we start playing. The very first kick, I break my nose. I'm like, "Oh, it's gonna be really long now." <laughs> Wait, you stayed for the game? Yeah, I played the rest of the game. Yeah. And so, I know. I thought I was like, so I guess oh. he's gonna be out. But I was in there. All the wives were like, "Okay, this is." <laughs> they all know because they're used to their husbands getting hurt, and I'm not. So they were like, "You need to call Mo." And they're like giving me Mo's phone number yeah. to call yeah, to yeah. be like to check on John and and they're very responsive. They let you know, okay, he's fine, this and that. Because I looked and I was like, he was like just ble- the whole face was bleeding on the sideline, and he just played the whole rest of the game. And I was like, are you are you out of your mind? But do you oh have God. surgery there, or do you fly back? Uh, to, they well, put they it put, back into place there. Oh my God! <laughs> Send me that picture. <laughs> they did. They, they put it back into they, place. We waited till oh after. My God. They waited till after the game. And then I went and saw her, and then they took me back into the room, and I was like, just stay here, because they give you, like, they grab your nose and, like, put it wow. back in the pocket. And then... Rotate! Not- <laughs> See? Could have used the rotate before that play. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'll get, uh, when I'm done my career, I'll have to get it uh, cleaned up in there a little bit. I said it was a bad snap. I, didn't, like, I don't want to throw the long snapper during that game under the bus, but it was just, it was, they said that the worst thing about that game was going to be anyone trying to kick, period. Like... Because or right because the balls are like bricks when yeah. it's that cold. Uh, yeah. So yeah, sure. so it was just like the guy couldn't get it to him. I mean, it was like it was just a combination of a million things. But um, so they show him the picture you. from afterwards. He well, showed him both of them. Oh, there's the one during the game. You're out of your mind. Oh my god. The next one is uh, 
That's gross. Oh, that's disgusting. Huh? Oh, oh my you. God. You look yeah. like you have two noses. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good sport about it. He tweeted the next day. He's like, "You guys should selfies. see. You should see the other guy, which is the <laughs> yeah. field." You know, yeah, so right. it was really funny. That's crazy. Um, I was gonna say, uh, you, when I saw you in Atlanta, John, we, we talked a little bit because it was right before the Super Bowl, and Christine's a huge Vikings fan because her husband's a Vikings fan, and you I married said, into that one. Uh, you said, I, "I said, what do you think about the Vikings?" And you go, "They're gonna go. They're gonna go all the way to yep. Super Bowl," and then. <sighs> I totally, I 100% thought they were. We, it yeah. was heartbreaking yeah. around here. My husband's really still not over it, so he'll be very excited to meet you when he walks in the door, but please don't mention the Vikings. <laughs> it's still a heartbreak for him. Yeah. And in fact, uh, a lab brought over you know, some Super Bowl swag, and it's very sweet, and I know there's a little part of him that's going to be like... <laughs> well, I told like, him just it's have coming, because like, it says Minnesota himself. on it, and he's from Minnesota, or wherever the fuck he's from. It would have yeah. been so cool for them to play at home. For the oh, it would be the first time ever, yeah, right? Yeah. Really that's cool. crazy. I can't believe that's Speaking never of Super Bowls, I, I, I have a strong... I like. I love going to Super Bowls, but I think they should be in places where there's, A, you can be more of a pedestrian and not have to rely a lot on like traveling afar. Yes. It should be in warm climates. It should not be in... And God bless you, Minnesota and Minneapolis. The stadium is gorgeous, but like... <laughs> Uh, anything so outside the stadium at that time of year is ridiculous. And so, like, my favorite place is New Orleans. I think New Orleans hosts one of the best Super Bowls ever. They always host They used to amazing... host it almost every third yeah. or yeah. second year. They hosted it all the time. They host amazing Super Bowls because you don't have to rent a car. Everything is walkable. The stadium's there. There's plenty of hotels. You know, a lot of these places are, like, they're trying to, like, build new hotels. And now there's Airbnb. So people are, you know... We, uh, we were we usually go for Super Bowl weekends three three night minimum, and it's three thousand dollars a night per room. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like, you know it's an expensive sport as it is, and if you want to get a ticket, forget it. It's yeah. like you're paying thousands and thousands. Oh, Allah was trying to get them for me before we knew that the Vikings weren't going to make it because it's my husband's fortieth birthday. Oh, and right. I was like, okay, if they get in, okay. Like, yeah. I will eat that. We will do it because that's worth it. But, you know, next year, Atlanta and then Florida and then L.A. So all right. warm states, my friend. Yeah. yeah. yeah that'll be good. Even though Places Miami sucks. Uh, Atlanta can be cold during well, that we, time of year. It was an unexpected. We had unexpected we had two, weather. like, snowstorms. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You guys did. But it was it's unexpected. Like, it's not normal. That was no, not normal. No, they haven't had a normal year at all. That was not normal at all. Um, yeah. Sarah, I want to ask you about worst auditions. Because coming from a you know a stand up background, but then starting to, I'm sure you've auditioned for millions of, you know, yeah, comedies, and it's a very different you know vibe going yeah. to audition for people. Um, the worst one I had was like I'm still not sure what happened. Like I don't know what I did, <laughs> which is that was the reason it was the worst. Was this was uh, it was um, it was it was several years ago. But I I went in to read for. The show is The X Files, so I guess if anyone wants to know who the casting director is, that's how you find out. But right. um, I, it just, it was weird. Like I, I know that I was very un, like not very well known, and and obviously this people weren't like you know they were doing me a favor by seeing me, I guess, for a role. But I thought it went pretty well. And then I left, and then my manager called and was like, "What happened in there?" And I was like, "I don't know." And he was like, "Well." you know, they just said, you know, that you just seemed like very, like the wind just blew you in. First of all, the wind did blow me in. It was like pouring rain in Los Angeles and I have a giant head of hair and I, and it's curly. So by the time I got from my car where they let you park in like as far away as possible, cause you're a nobody right. um, and walked to, you know, I mean, I had an umbrella, but it only does so much good. Right. And uh, 
and I walked to where I was, like, I was a little, you know, I mean, everyone, everyone was that was coming in. Everyone was like drenched. And I, um, oh, but this reminded me of something, but okay. But so I went in and did the best I could in the, you know, bathroom to not look like a disaster. But um, I had to walk like several blocks to get <laughs> there. The wind blew you and, in? That's such And he was like, the saying. wind just blew her in. And he was like, I don't know, her hair was kind of a mess. And I was like, well, what did he say about my audition? He goes, well, nothing. And I'm like, well, well, so this was my appearance based? Like, so he didn't like my fucking hair? Like, I was so, I was so upset because like he kind of called and trashed me. And I was like, well, I don't know. And maybe something else went wrong that I don't know about. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and just assume it was just like not a match and it's fine. Cause, but now that I said that, it just made me so happy to remember the day that I auditioned for Insatiable, mm-hmm. it was fucking pouring rain. <clears throat> pouring rain. I mean, like, you know, the twice it does in LA, I guess. Yeah. And, um, and I basically ran in, you know, I mean, I had, well, I had to have big hair for that audition because I was playing a Southerner. So I was like, I'll just work with it. And, uh, and I booked that. So whatever. So I guess the wind can blow me in and it you can still work out. for Insatiable? Yeah. Yeah. Just in Burbank, like, Toluca Lake. Yeah. 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 But now that just made me happy to remember that not, not everyone judges around. you just because maybe you got a little rain on you. Right. Well, no, it's it's crazy. The appearance does. I mean, I, I mean, I understood the appearance thing, but I was like, I mean, I would look to I didn't, you know, I, I just I did do I went in and did the like best I could. And maybe it was hair. supposed to be like, uh, you know, some sort of agent or something. So maybe my hair needed to be sleeker. I don't know, but I don't have sleek hair. Um so it was just <laughs> the dogs just barking. That's normal day here at Aztec Studios. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> babies, dogs. Babies. I once had a I, I booked uh, an independent movie years ago, and the director said to me specifically, he's like, "Yeah, I mean, I just remember that first audition when you came in, and I'm thinking he's about to say we just knew you were the one." And he's like, "And I mean, you just look terrible." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" He's like, yeah, that day that you came in, you were wearing like overalls or something and your hair was just like wet. And I was like, I have never worn overalls to an audition, nor would I ever go to an audition with my hair wet. You're not thinking of the right person. And he's like, no, no, no. I specifically remember. And I was like, no, we have to bring her back in because I know she's cute, but she did not look cute in that audition. And then we brought you back in and you were great. And I was like... Okay, that was not me. I swear <laughs> to God, that was not me. It didn't matter because I had the part anyway. But like, he wouldn't give up on this like wet dog in person. Oh, I would have made him go back on the tapes and <laughs> find. There's no way. Yeah, I went in for a commercial once. I, I had gained like twenty pounds. Right, it was like a summer. I, I gained so much weight during the summer. It's weird. You think you gain in the winter, and then you know. But I gained in the summer, and so I gained like twenty pounds. I went in for a commercial audition. Now, you know, back in the day, they would take the. The, pictures the polaroids but like on the camera while you're in the room right so i was a, like i would literally get callbacks 99 percent of the time on commercials and then be on avail all the time like i was like a booking magnet for commercials so my agents call me and they go um i won't say the casting director's name but they're like they called us and i was like what and they're like well and then she forwarded me the picture they go and they the, all it said in the email was like what happened what oh no and i was like what oh. the fuck and i go because i was like slouching like, it was like they <laughs> caught me like the picture 
the, the picture caught me like off. Like I wasn't like, re- like, re- you know, I wasn't like. First of all, these are Polaroids. Like everyone has to remember their Polaroids. They're always bad. And then she li- she literally emailed it to my agent. And then they emailed and they're like, uh, I don't know. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh my God. So I've been back since. Oh, um, that's so mean. It's hor- well, that's I mean, I know it's an appearance based business. So that's why I'm like, maybe there was something more to that I didn't see in the mirror when, when that guy wasn't a fan of mine or maybe I did something terrible in the audition but he just didn't talk about it so I'm like yeah. I still wish I would have known what I did wrong other than get rained on when you <laughs> right. had to make me walk like blocks but also who cares but what, also who cares what, yeah what's the worst you don't have to say names but like the worst person you worked with in like the experience well how can I say that without being saying names you can say it uh no I'm trying to think I mean I don't know do you know do I know like people, you? Yeah. yeah. No, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh, well, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, there was someone who uh, tried to undermine me a lot when I was working at Chelsea. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Tried to. Um, I feel like because there were times working on that show where everyone was a little bit um, of a yes man, I would sometimes... Mm. Not everyone, by the way. Other writers, too, would try to be like, no, we need... Like, there were times that if something didn't interest Chelsea, but we knew it was a topic we needed to talk about, but she just maybe didn't watch that show or didn't know what was as big a news story. Like, she didn't used to do as much social media as she does now, so she wouldn't know if something... Like, our job was to, like, know what everyone's talking about so we can talk about it that night on the show. And there would be times if she didn't... Something didn't interest her right away, you'd kind of have to push for it. But there were a couple of people who would be like, well, no, 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 then no, no. Or like get mad. And then I would go because I had a personal relationship with her, too. Or if just other writers, too, if they just believed in it, they'd go to her and be like, hey, this is why it's important. Like, this is why we should talk about it. This is why it's trending. This is this and that. Um, And the people that had had originally cut that down would be like angry that she then changed over and said, yes, like they felt like you were undermining them. Right. um, Because they were in a higher position. So, yeah. So I had that, and it was. Uh, oh, I'm sure there's a lot of that stuff, especially between writers and producers and yeah. networks, even. Cause yeah, it was slightly unpleasant, but it's I, over. But it's done. It's yeah. whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, it's right? just part of it. I just didn't re- like. I didn't ever realize. I never really understood the nastiness of like some of that stuff until. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be kind of gross. Is the um you know with, with auditions sometimes I feel like there are certain people in audition rooms that are uh they're sabotagers. Yeah. Like they try to sabotage other people's auditions in the room, which is so weird and takes so much time and energy. It's like, just go and do your own thing and stop worrying about whoever else is in the room. But they either like rehearse their lines out loud because they know it'll be distracting and they know your, or they find out who's next and they ask who's next and then they come and sit by you and then they try to engage you in conversation so you can't. Oh yeah, that's weird. Just like weird, like just really weird stuff. Um, Are comics like that backstage before you go on or is the the comedy world more it just feels like it's more inclusive it's, it's pretty supportive i mean i've definitely met a couple of people who i could uh, live without ever having to see or work with again uh but for the most part it's pretty i was really lucky i feel like to meet when i started doing stand-up some comedians who were also just starting or who were newer to it too who i came like up with in a way mm-hmm. that i'm still friends with and that like they were supportive or we'd like go to open mics together or you know that's has, cool. has anyone stolen any of your jokes Yep. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And like two years after I already did it on something, I saw someone else do. That you knew. 
Yeah. So you knew it was it. Yeah. Well, I it was uh, it was actually one of our old uh, producers on on Chelsea that called me and was like, um, <laughs> not just. And listen, the thing is about stealing jokes is I don't a I would never do it, but b I don't I don't think something's always stolen. There's just only so many topics in the world, and correct. Um, so I definitely don't go to stolen right away until it's word for word and it's a personal story and you're like that's stolen like uh, that's yeah that's taken like like you're like, not married to like, a punter like, word for word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like to go back to howard stern i don't know if you listened this past week about how that the 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 Britain's the sun newspaper it. um no, oh, no i missed it i know i didn't listen okay, so listen. anyways this is a couple weeks later since this is airing later but um i there was he was interviewing uh j-law jennifer yeah. lawrence oh i did hear her right. on there so the son pretended that they did an interview with her and literally quoted it word for word from the Howard Stern interview. What? Yeah. So Howard, like, so he, this past week he's talking about it and he's like, he was pissed off that they would do this. And so he literally would play the clip from his interview and then read the paper. <laughs> Oh my god, I love how and it was insane. It was lit- there was not even like they didn't even like move the words around. It was literally word for word. And he's like, unless she's a robot, and first of all, she wouldn't do an interview with the sun. No. You know, it's yeah. like a tabloid <laughs> yeah. paper. Yeah. He goes, unless she's a robot and is got these like programmed answers d- exactly the same way every single time. And unless he's asked unless the yeah. sun's asking the exact, exact same, same part, questions. Like, Howard Stern doesn't ask. It was yeah, no. it's like normal it's, questions. Yeah, so, you know, it's just funny. That's insane did he sue them like he just well said. no you know he's not gonna i don't know if he's but he was so pissed off and everyone was like you should sue like jd yeah. was like you know jd is yeah. yeah oh i love how pissed off howard gets about all that stuff it's <sighs> my favorite i did the wrap-up show you did yeah and i and a couple what? times yeah and i brought john with me and like because i know gary's like such a big sp- he's sports a Jets fan. fan i sent his wife uh Alyssa, touched by Alyssa Milano all the time oh you do oh, oh nice. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's I, w- I was so excited because like no i didn't get to meet howard but I passed by him. We walked by him in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like even just to be on with, with John and with Gary and it was so cool. And I got to meet JD and like it was really fun to meet everybody. We and Sal and they let me do, I did a prank call with um, Richard oh, and you Sal. Did? What, oh, who did fun. you do? I called a, um, I called us like a pizza shop and pretended that I needed food delivered to set and then it was like a porn set so but it was so ridiculous because oh i was like at one point i was like screaming like just shove a meatball parm up my I'm, ass or something. <laughs> like, something so ridiculous like you know because as the as you do on those calls they just get like more and more ridiculous and uh and they played it and john and i were in the car and it came on out of nowhere and i was like oh my god that's me oh my and, i love that and then robin commented on it and it made me so rachel batera has done our show a few times oh yeah i love her she's out of her fucking mind oh yeah i bet i bet <laughs> she is out of her mind she's done our live show um and then she's done the podcast as well she's fucking crazy she's so talented she's so, she's talented. so good yeah. yeah she's so great i met her because we were doing andy dick's podcast and this was before speaking of crazy right yeah. speaking of fucking nuts <laughs> um and this was before he had the fallout with howard oh i forgot about that yeah so right. he had that big fall so it was yeah. before so rachel was doing because of because he was, you know, would go on Howard Stern a lot. He kind of took Rachel, put her on his podcast. So she was, she like, was like co-hosting. co-hosting. And so we're like, come do our live show. Like yeah. it was like, because I was obsessed. I only, I only, I didn't care about Andy Dick. I was like, I'll do it because 
I know who Rachel Patera is. Yeah. She won that contest. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. She just is the one that does all like impressions. The impressions. She's Rosie stuff. and Wanda Sykes. But she does all the cast of Howard. I yeah. Mean, she does the, the, the oh, cast. She does Marianne from Brooklyn. She does Marianne yeah. from Brooklyn. Yeah. She does, oh, my favorite is, what's her name? Pussy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the best one that she did. Yeah. Little Lupe. L- little Lupe. Lupe. Which, <laughs> God rest her soul wherever she is. Little Lupe. I know. I, love, I miss Little Lupe. She was the fun. Oh, pussy. Oh, she pl- would go vagina pussy. She was like a little like Latina adult film star. And I don't think you ever heard her she's hilarious oh she's amazing i want to plug your baseball team too what's the deal with that? portland pickles portland pickles baseball.com so you have you have a what what would the league be called the west coast league so it's a like a minor minor it's minor a similar to minor league uh baseball they call it collegiate Woodbat summer league baseball which is uh, basically a prospect league it's all like the top players in college baseball NCAA baseball and once the school's done they have no place to play for the summer before the major league baseball draft and they play in this league. Oh, so it's cool. a really high quality of baseball. It's really fun. We do some really cool things in Portland. And, and it's called the Portland Pickles? Portland Pickles. So Cute. do they... Oh, so they, they have the best like merchandise, speaking of. We'll yeah? Send, yeah, we, yeah, we'll have yeah, to we'll send have you guys Oh, yeah, I would love it. So do they... So then that means the roster changes like every summer? Yeah, it almost rotates 100%. We Rotate! Get, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, every year we have five or six guys that are kind of underclassmen that will come back. But oh, okay. yeah, I think last year in our league there was like 70 players drafted to the majors. So wow. it's, it's really good baseball. That's great. And do they play against other local teams? or is uh, it... it kind of goes all the way down the coast, all the way from uh, southern Oregon all the way up to uh, you know nor- or, uh, southern Canada. That's wow. amazing. Up to uh, yeah, you, up to British Columbia. When people get drafted to the majors, are you like? Do you feel like proud? Like yeah, that's are you a proud pickle? Yeah, yeah, proud. <laughs> you know, you, Pop, you, proud Papa pickle. What, when I got into this, that's why I didn't expect. I kind of love the business side of it, the baseball business side of it, like all the promotions and all that stuff. I didn't really realize I'd have like that connection with the players. Like being an athlete, I kind of. I ended up having more of a connection with the players than, than I thought, and it's been yeah. it's been kind of cool. So you are proud when a guy you know does well or is drafted. Yeah. Who's like one cool. of your most famous players that came out of that team? Uh, you know, this, this is only my second year that we've had mm-hmm. this team, so we haven't had anyone really like go all the way up yet. Yeah. Uh, but we had some you know a couple of really good players last year. I hope that kind of like, it's kind of one of those things that takes kind of five years once you get to the minors to actually make it. So I think if I come yeah. back in five years, I'll I'll tell Here's you. Here's my connection with baseball guys. I went to high school with Johnny Damon. Okay. Yeah. And I won the talent show in high school with his ex-wife. That's correct. What did you guys do? What was your talent? We danced. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> we danced. Oh, yeah. What did you dance to? Uh, it was a medley. My brother DJ Khaled did the actual mix. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> amazing. amazing. <laughs> and it was, was a, a medley front that started out with Vogue to the Humpty Dance. Do you have footage oh, of so this? Good. There should be. I'm sure there's a VHS tape somewhere. I'm, you have I think to there find is. it. If any, Okay. You know our fans. They'll find it. So it's Dr. Phillips High School. It is... Uh, <laughs> This it was my senior so 1990 talent show that's right Dutch sounds school. like the original evolution of dance yeah. yeah so I went to high school with Johnny Damon who obviously we know yes played baseball we know him from The Apprentice yes um, <laughs> and um, Wayne Brady ironically enough I did my first high school show with Wayne Brady oh really yeah he played Judd in Oklahoma and I played um, Ali Hackam. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also need a video of that. Yeah, yeah. there's a video of that for sure. Um, but so wait, I want to ask you quickly about your wedding. Yeah. Where was it? It was in Cabo. 
Oh, yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. On the and beach. you and Ross Matthews officiated, officiated it. it. Yeah. That's it great. seemed like the right full That's circle perfect. moment. Yeah, yeah. And he was amazing. He was like, What do you want me to say? I'm like, honestly, whatever you want to say. <laughs> like, that's what I want. That's so great. <laughs> was yeah. it a big wedding? No, it was just like sixty people. We kept it pretty small. That's At a awesome. hotel resort? Yep. At the Esperanza. Oh, I love that name. Oh, um, it's beautiful. And it was like, yeah, it was that way it was easy. It was like they could just kind of do everything. Your families get along? <laughs> yeah, that was the first time they'd met. Yeah. Oh really? Because being like my family's still all back in Canada and her family's all back in Arkansas other than They're her never gonna... father and stepmother and Palm Did your desert, but... parents have a trailer at the hotel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they actually stayed in the hotel. They oh, were wow. like, oh, we're let's like, just do that. What's this? There's yeah. soaps. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, grab a few. <laughs> oh. No, I, I think the trailer wasn't an option because I think her mother and my mother both had the same question. We said we're getting married in Cabo, Mexico. Both of them were like, how do we get there? Yeah. That's and are we going to be murdered? <laughs> and oh, are we so murdered? funny. Yeah. yeah. That's true. You don't know about Mexico. They should take a pilgrimage, though, in that trailer up to Canada. That that would be quite no. a, a I mean, journey. don't throw that out there because okay. they might. <laughs> Did you grow up in an RV kind of life? No. Well, they they love, they love to camp. So I'm making fun of it, but it was like they do love to camp. Like, no, we had a, we, we had a home. Uh, but, but we camped a lot, like during this, especially during the summer. Like my whole family all would go camping together. So it was like my grandparents, us. My aunts and uncles, because everyone all lived within a minute of each other. So we all would go camping. And as the, as the years progressed, everyone's trailer got a little bit bigger. Like, oh, now we don't have a pop-up anymore. Now we have a stove and we have a this and we have a that. And they like seems like they were just trying to outdo each they other. Are. That's amazing. It was the nicest one. But yeah, and they still love to camp. And I actually really did love it. Uh, I just never need to camp again. Yeah. Like, I loved it. I loved that I grew up doing it. I love that we would go like out to this place called Devil's Den. We go out to the lake. Like, it was fun. You'd sit around, you know. I probably like it more now because I could drink. But, yeah. but right. you know, but back That's then. That's really I, what I feel you like know what else you can drink, But though? my grandma would make biscuits and gravy, like, over the open fire. Oh, and, you can drink. Yeah. A hotel bar. Yes. Yeah. That's, you can so also, that's yes. my favorite. Yes. Yes. That is my favorite. Uh, speaking of hotel bars. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I want to <laughs> talk about the purse, the purse thing because not a lot of people know this. Right. So Sarah Colonna has, it's called Clutch, right? Clutch Women. Clutch okay. Women. She's got this purse line. I don't know if you know this, Christine, but now when you go into stadiums, they have to, your purses yes. have to be a certain size. I, this just happened when we were in Minnesota over Christmas. We went to a game um, right before the playoffs mm-hmm. and we get all the way to the front and they're like, yeah, you can't bring that in. Mm-hmm. And I was you like, what? Cl- you need a clutch women. I had no idea. I had to walk all the way to the bag drop, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then I had to carry my wallet in a plastic bag. Yeah. So it has. So the tricky thing for me to get breakthrough is that people now, because they call it all clear, people just think it has to be clear. But it can be, as long as it's not any bigger than four by five or six by five, it can be a regular purse. Okay. So mine are four by five by six by five. <gasps> this is perfect. So they fit right on top of the little... You know, they have a sizer. Right. I've never had a problem at all. Um, and they're actually like pretty big because I can get because I they can be thicker. Right. They just have to be the right, you know, um, length and width. So I came up with that idea and I make them in a few colors. I don't have a Minnesota yet, but I do have like a plain black, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I just had to start with I started with Seahawks, obviously. Right. Um, and so. People that understand the bag policy, it's really great. And oh, then, yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's like, it's perfect. I don't want it because I was, I went to a game and I was like carrying my tampon in a clear bag. It's and I was like, worst. I hate, why do we have to have a clear bag? Right. And then I was like, because you can't find that much that's four by five by six by five. And if you do, it's like a thin little wallet where you can get a tampon in. And that's it. Right. So I was like, oh, I can make a purse that actually fits 
your phone. Such your, a good like, idea. Right. So she has these purses, which now, by the way, you know that movie theaters are now implementing this. Well, there's policy. concert venues really? are doing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, that so doesn't. It's a necessity. Me. You have a website. Yeah, clutchwomen.com. So I mean, it's like it's like the per- and they're very beautiful. I saw the purses; they're, nice they're amazing. Purses, yeah. They're gorgeous. And yeah, they're that was the main quality. thing to me was, and they're made here in the USA, which was a big part thing to me. They're made right here in Burbank, actually, um, at this factory. This woman named M- uh, Maria Andonia, who has her own purse line, she helped me with the design, and she they literally like I've gone to the factory, like I get to go sit in there and like see the process, and That's cool. it, yeah, it's kind of cool. So, and then the lining of the purses all has like positive messages because I wanted to come up with something like seriously you know yeah the lining out says oh my like God, you're such a, that's ridiculous oh shut up <laughs> well because like it goes what? with give me an example like reasons why you're clutch yeah why because I wanted to do a play on the word clutch like you know players are clutch so I was like women are clutch so on the inside it's like my handwriting and it says you're loving you're strong you're independent you're clutch I oh, love that, that. Okay. yeah oh oh do you still hate it I mean rotate I'm big yes <laughs> No, so if you can, if you want to get, and they're priced reasonably. Yes, they're yeah. under $100. Yeah. I mean, it's a, I love that. Yeah, so it's clutch women. And they're nice purses, so that's the, my thing was like, yes, I could make a cheap, you know, cloth one that wouldn't, but they these will last. You can also take, like I take mine out at night to, because there are concerts now that like you right. go to concert venues that are right. in stadiums, they won't let you have a bag over that, so. But now movie my, theaters, I just, they're just turning, they're changing the. I didn't policies. know that the theaters. Yeah, I saw it on the news theater. last a couple weeks ago. That's the movie crazy. Theaters, yeah, yeah because so it, they're nice and they're made of this like so, really soft vegan leather, which I didn't even know that was a thing, but apparently it is. But it's like it feels like leather, but it's not. It's vegan, and right. um, so they wipe off their stain resistant. So like you can take it to a game in Seattle, and it could get rained on, and it doesn't matter. And let me tell you, or some, beer. She's not or beer <laughs> on. Sarah Colonna is not wearing a purse that's not going to be pretty. I'll tell you that much because if you <laughs> saw her damn ring, you can't you can't have an ugly purse and have that ring on. That's it's true. Like ridiculous. That's true. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That ring, I mean, you picked the ring? I designed it myself and then uh, brought in a diamond guy from uh, from New York to Seattle. Oh, my God. I know. He's a hashtag baller. This, you, you, know, you know that you owe Ross Matthews, like... <laughs> Like at least diamond earrings. I yeah. voted for him for America's Favorite House Guest. Well, okay, uh, does right. that count? Did okay. you watch the live feeds? Um, no, I didn't watch the live feeds. I can't get. I that was trying to, but I can't get into it. Like, there's uh, so much going it. on. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. I need, I need the edited version. That's fine. That's fine. This yeah. be- it's a beautiful ring. Beautiful. Yeah. When like, he told me he threw, flew in a guy from New York. I was but like, did what? you see it before? You didn't see it until he proposed. Mm-mm. Like, what was your? I'm like, where were you when you proposed? By the way. <laughs> We were at our house in Seattle. Yeah. Like, did it at home at like right um I flew in for like a Christmas like Christmas break and he did it that night. Night before my fortieth birthday actually. Over T V so dinners cute. or what I mean. What we had opened gifts and then um I oh he said, Oh, I have one more gift for you and he got out this like book that he made. It's a scrapbook. And it has, um, it said the story of us on the front and it has a photo of us and then I went through the scrapbook and it had like he had basically. Are you getting embarrassed? A little bit. Okay. Uh, he had this basically so like cute. it's the best. And he had the, like he had written out like every single date we'd been on, printed out photos, like walked me through like what? Yeah. Oh my walked god. Walked me through like our journey, and then the end it said continue. I was just like, oh my god, what a great gift! And then at the end it said to be continued. 
forever with a question mark. And then I looked over and he was down on his knee. <gasps> that makes like every other proposal the worst. Ever. Oh, I know. I know. I like That's sometimes guys are like, can you not? Can you not tell that story? Can you oh, just not tell so it? Good. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a little red right now. <laughs> yeah. I like it. It was the sweetest thing in the world. Like That's it's amazing. like if. And you said yes, or did you have to think about it? Oh, I, 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 (laughs) he was like, I was crying. And at one point he goes, you actually haven't answered yet. (laughs) And I was like, oh, sorry. Yes, yes. That was a yes. Like I I forgot to say yes. Who's the first person you called? Uh, My mom. Was she freaking out in the trailer? She was. (laughs) (laughs) They don't get cell service in there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, she was, she was, but she knew because he had. You could tell the story because you had called. I'd called both of her parents like that afternoon when she was on the flight coming just to ask for their blessing. Oh my god! But he didn't want to do so it until sweet. I was on my way there because he was afraid someone would fuck it up. So he was like, "Just wait until she's in." Both the your air. parents talk a lot, so I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. Um. But no, I didn't ask for this like by any means. The ring, like no, this I mean, was who all. Who asked him. for that? That's like that's like <laughs> I just said, Kardashian. I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I just said silver. I said, yeah. oh, just like I like silver. I don't like gold as no, much. No, and what's crazy about Sarah is she wears it everywhere. <laughs> like I'm going. Get a fake one, and like she, I'm like, and I, we shouldn't say this on air because they'll be looking for you I on know, the right? streets. But, but like we're in Atlanta, going to the bars and stuff, and this thing is like, I mean, I mean, she's a wag. Yeah, okay, she's a wag, but she's like, be. I mean, yeah, those other fucking wives must be pissed. Right? There's a couple of them that gave John uh, husbands that t- said to John, like, "Fucking really, dude." It's <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was like, "What is she? Why is she? It's got to be fake. This is the fake one, right?" And they're like, "No, that's the real thing." And I told you, that, I told Christine Arden, I told Christine in the um, drag queen story when the, she came out with that big plated ring and we were like, we were so drunk that we were like, she stole Sarah's ring. <laughs> <laughs> and we were I like, on, we were so wasted that we were like, we got to get Sarah re- Sarah's <laughs> ring back. We were like on a mission. That is yeah. hilarious. I forgot yes. about that. Uh, all right. What's coming up for you? Because uh, we want to plug your stuff and then... <laughs> This has been amazing. I love yeah, this. Yeah, um, I will. I, well, you can look on sarahcolona.com because I'm going to add dates. But I um, April 19th through the 22nd or 20. Yeah, um, I'm at Tacoma Comedy Club. So if anyone is in that area, Seattle, Tacoma area, come. It's a beautiful club and it's super fun. So are you, are you auditioning for pilots or are you? Cause I'm not allowed to. You Because you're you're contracted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since I'm a regular on the. Yeah. On Netflix, so they yeah, it's weird because usually I'm like mad right now that I'm not getting pilot right. auditions, and okay. now you don't need to. I'm like, oh, I, I can't. Like yeah. it's kind yeah. of very freeing. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, but then also you're like, but wait, what if we don't get a second season? I missed out on pilot season. It never ends. The rotating. It never ends. Rotate. Rotate. And then you started. You start. What do you guys practice now? Yeah. Uh, we have another month before we go back. So and where just, do you uh, guys do you practice in Seattle? Yeah, right in Seattle. That's nice. Yep. So, yeah, I got another month. And you can also check out my podcast, Kicking It with you John have a podcast? and Greg. Oh. What do you all talk about? Uh, about three minutes of football and then about 57 minutes of whatever we want to. Oh, really? Similar yeah. to this. It's, yeah, uh, like in that way. It comes out every so often, but more so during the football season. It comes out once a week and it's available at Seahawks.com or at the Apple Store. Oh, great. Awesome. So the Seahawks support it? They produce it, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! They took yeah. it away from him producing it himself. <laughs> They're like, we should probably do this. It was a little off the rails for a bit. Yeah, they, they were like, mm, we'd pre- way prefer if um, we control the things that you say. Yeah, that's okay. At least they. Oh no, it's it. awesome! It's yeah. a great. It's cool. I think it's cool because they, they they are supportive of it and they like put it on their website and you know that's you're obviously going to get a lot more eyes on it when it's on that website. You know, so it stays a little family friendly, which is good. 
All right. And then again with the website for your purses? Clutchwomen.com. Clutchwomen.com. Love it. And do you guys have Instagrams or Twitters? Yes. Sarah Colonna one is my Instagram and Sarah because apparently there was someone that got there before me. <laughs> and then Sarah Colonna, it's up with two N's, is uh, my Twitter. John. And then you? No. <laughs> you don't have Too any cool. social media? I think, so. I think it might still be up there. I think I might still have a Twitter, but I, I haven't wrote on it. After you, know, you got her number, it was, no, no that Instagram. was all you really needed it for. I, I did for a long time, and then I was way over it, and then... He got, he got frustrated with humans. Human beings. I don't even pay, I don't even know how to do the Instagram. I looked for you on there. I have it. But I, I thought I found you. I thought I follow you. Oh, you no. probably do. I just don't know because I don't know how to see who's doing what. I don't understand it. Oh, my God. It. He's the worst. It's the only – like Twitter I get. But the Instagram – The Instagram. I don't understand it. It's not difficult. It's really not hard. It's just a why. photo and then you just scroll yeah, through. Yeah, but then like it'll like have a heart that – like or a one or whatever. And I don't know – and I go on it and it's like a list of like names and something and does it – I like I can't. All right. I, I think you're on a different the Instagram than maybe you're on the Instagram and yeah. the rest of us are on Instagram. Yeah, I think so. It's not good. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Christine. Uh, you can find me on all social media at Yo Lakin, and you can find me at Alec Led A E L A L E C L E D D. Don't ask. I'll tell you later. <laughs> I already tell all again. But I already know that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. but I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. And you can find Worst Ever Podcast at Worst Ever Podcast and Worst Ever PC on Twitter. Email us at Worst Ever Podcast at gmail.com. And thank you guys so much for coming over. This was yeah. really fun. Thank you. Yes. And we have a live show coming up April 29th at the Gary Marshall Theater in Toluca Lake with special guest Boy Meets World's Daniel Fischel. So look for tickets soon. There'll be all the information will be up on our Instagram. Holla. Holla. Hi.